previously on Star Trek Excelsior. My name is Samantha Cox. My father's cargo ship, the SS Ambar, fell through a wormhole and ended up in the void between galaxies. Nineteen years ago, one lonely ship just wanted to go home. We have to try to get these people back to Earth. And you know it as well as I do. We're never going to get a chance like this again. The crew of the Anbar had to defeat a powerful race of neural parasites. They're going to swarm across a trillion stars like locusts. They're going to infest everyone. We prefer to call it cohabitation. It's much better than dying. The Anbar failed. Hold the force for the passage. Return fire all batteries. Full speed ahead. The parasites entered our galaxy and the Anbar vanished from history. And then, after almost 20 years, someone, or something, found her. I find the starship Anbar. I breathe life into her. I rescue her. I pull her across space. I push her across time. History bends around us. 19 years. 19 years will be optimal. And suddenly... Captain, a few days ago, the Starbase 911 picked up an emergency distress call. We've identified the beacon as belonging to a missing cargo vessel called the SS Enbar. I wish I could tell you something about what we're up to. All I can say is, it's very important, and it's very dangerous. That many intelligence agents? This much secrecy? Orders from the President? All going for the mission of goodwill? Some died over the Anbar. Computer, confirmed. Captain Sharva C. Suresh has been killed in the line of duty this star date. Others murdered. There's going to be an incident aboard the side An incident? Of what kind? That's not your concern. Something had gone horribly wrong, and the Anbar mission was buried in a blizzard of cover-ups. I was on a special assignment for Captain Cortez. I have no idea what you're talking about. And that's an order. Commander, you will not discuss the Anbar on an open channel. For weeks, the crew of the Excelsior has fought to uncover the secret of the Anbar. General Isaac Brahms has pursued them every step of the way. It is a very clear choice. A choice between peace and utter destruction. If Dovan reaches the Anbar, we're all dead. And unbeknownst to the crew, a neural parasite has taken control of one of their own. Point taken, Melissa. That was close. Call me Doctor Cap, and don't worry about it. I'm not letting anyone kill you but me. Tonight, the Excelsior will reach the Anbar. It is time to find out what happened. It is time to uncover the secrets. Damn. What is it, Captain? What do we have to find? I can't remember. In the next four episodes, everything changes. Star Trek Excelsior continues right now. I say hit it.
space, the final frontier. These are the voyages of the... No, who am I kidding? This is the Starship Excelsior. We use an ancient gateway to explore the farthest reaches of the galaxy. Our assignment is to find out what we can and come back alive. The rest is rhetoric. Starring Larry Phelan as Commander Alcar Dovan. Samuel Gillis as Lieutenant Alex Lorock. Kennedy as Lieutenant Commander Neva. Emily Potter as Dr. Melissa Sharp. And Caitlin Haney as Asuka Yubari. The Sword of Damocles, Part 3, The Wreck in the Hesperus. September 16th, 2382, four months ago. There's so many. They're beautiful. Oh, God, they're beautiful. (coughs) We're alive? We're alive. At least some of us are. What about the... Wait. Oh, no. Tom. Tom? Tom Skoland. Doc, help me. I'm not a doctor. Even if I were, it wouldn't help Tom now. It's not that bad. Actually, Skipper... (coughs) Yeah, it's that bad. Are you questioning me, Mr. Skoland? Me? Never. But all this shrapnel in my guts being downright insubordinate, Skipper. Oh, boy. Tom, you can't die. But we made it. We're halfway home, Skipper. The Milky Way. Just look at all those stars. Tom, you can't die. With all due respect, Skipper... I beg to differ. Tom, I need you. First Tawny, then Jack. Now you. I can't fly this ship alone, Tom. If you're not here, who's going to guide me home to Earth? Sam, why would you need a guide when there are so many stars? Tom? Tom?
sorry, Sam. I've lost everything I ever lived for. I... Hey, Skipper! You've still got this ship! Skipper! Sam Cox, I'm talking to you! Brady? Your ship, Skipper. The Anbar. Still here. Still needs you. Right. The Anbar. My home. Our... Skipper? Great. Skipper, we made it. The Milky Way. Enough stars looking in to make a gal feel naked. We're on the way home, aren't we? You said we had to try and you were right, weren't you? Skipper, snap out of it! Tom wouldn't want you like this. Tawny neither, would they? I'd give the galaxy to hear one of them say that. Fine. But if you ask me, you're being a selfish git. Comms are out, but the auto beacon might still have some juice. I'm gonna try a distress call. Wait. No. What? We should be dead. Should is a strong word, Sam. Brady, we just came through the galactic barrier without any shielding. And on this side, there was gonna be a zero armada, two million strong. Both of those should have killed us. Why didn't they? Don't look a gift horse in the mouth. Dumb proverb. The guy who came up with it probably sold used cars. I don't know what's going on, but you can bet the Zero are nearby. What, you think they're hiding in that dark matter nebula waiting to pounce on us? We're adrift, Sam. We can't threaten much fight. That's what I'm counting on. We're unimportant. That's good. Important people get killed. Right now, we're just a damaged freighter adrift in the middle of a busy galaxy. But if the buggers pick up a distress call from the SS Anbar... Then we'd be important. They'd be on us like teamsters on a union scab. All right, I get it. And it doesn't change a damn thing. We're adrift, we've got no hope of repair, and there's about a month's food stock on G-Deck if we didn't lose any during the battle, which I'm sure we did. We need a Mayday Skipper, and we need to warn this galaxy about the buggers. Fine. Signal Emergency Broadcast 2. It'll send out our location and original registry. Nothing else. No name. That might be safe enough. Our original registry? You mean our Starfleet registry? We haven't used that in 60 years. Exactly. The buggers don't know it, so they might not come looking for us. Clever. Right? We're transmitting. I think. Skipper? Skipper? Please, Brady. Let me be. January 21st, 2383. The present day. Hello? Hello? 
Because we're dreaming. Well, actually, I'm dreaming. You're just present. What do you mean? This is my head. My dream. My head, actually. Ergo, my dream. Who are you? I am Dr. Melissa Sharp. The much more interesting question is, who are you? Are you the creature from Hermes's neck? Are you a neuroparasite? You've taken control of my body? Well, clever thinking like that deserves to be rewarded with a lollipop. Would you like a lollipop from Dr. Sharp, little girl? Only took you a month. And let's be extra special, super clear, on one point. My body, not yours. A month? But it was only a few hours ago, wasn't it? I was in sickbay with Hermes. You're the insect that jumped out of his mouth and crawled into my skull, and then... It can't have been a month. I've been taking drugs that put me to sleep without dreaming. And your echoes don't wake up unless I'm dreaming. I must have forgot to take them tonight. The drugs keep you from becoming a problem. Are you nursing a guilty conscience? Most of my people find it difficult to be confronted by host echoes. It reminds them of the life they snuffed out in order to acquire a body. Of course, we try to justify it. We say that humanoids don't have rights. Not really people, you see. Or, it's a tragedy, but it's necessary. We have rights, too, after all. So they say. But that doesn't make it easier for my people to face a desperate, dying host mind whenever they fall asleep. So you turn off your dreams? Why don't you listen to your conscience instead? Why don't you let me go? Me? Ashamed? No. Not ashamed. Annoyed. You people whine so much. Oh, please, Mr. Zero, just give me back my life. Just let me say goodbye to my husband. Just please don't infest my baby girl. My people may try to rationalize it, but I know what we do is evil. I don't justify myself, and I don't care. Listen up, Doc. I'm taking your life for myself. I already have. I'm alive. You're dead. Get used to it. Because you killed me? Because you're killing me? I had no choice. There's always a choice. You ignorant ape. Let me rephrase. I made the right choice, and I'm proud of it. Oh, finally. What is it? I'm waking up. Another day pretending to be a doctor on the Starship Excelsior. How exciting. What about me? You? Poof. Until next time, old mole. Wait. I think not. I haven't even had time to ask about my life. 
What have you done to it? Your life? You're really not getting this, are you? Please, at least tell me, have you hurt any of my friends? Actually? No, I haven't. Thank God. That's today's job. What? Today, we're going to kill Alcar Dovan. Toodles. What? No! Come back here! I said- Scions, forgive me. Let's make sure that never happens again. That's weird. I did take my dream pills. I wonder if it was- Yellow alert. Senior staff to the bridge. We are approaching the Hesperus sector. Prepare for Anbar approach. Repeat, all hands to yellow alert. A few minutes from the Anbar. A few hours from killing Dovan. A few days from home. And a few weeks from the infestation of all humanoid life in this galaxy. I really should simplify my to-do list. October 15th, 23-82, three months ago. Try it now. You're sure this time? If the doors don't work now, I don't think they ever will. And we have got to get into the nursery. No matter what we find in there. All those kids, after a month. Could any of them still be alive? Don't think about it, Brady. We'll face that when we get there. Just work. Right, Skip. Here goes. Oh. Damn. What I wouldn't give for a shower right now. If I had the water to give you, I would. Captain, you've got to stop giving all your rations away. We've almost out of food, and the belt is tight enough as it is. When was the last time you ate? This morning. I mean, ate, Skipper. Not sucked on shoe leather. Oh. How long? Four days. Four days? The crew deserves that food, not me. Skipper, if you can't stop blaming yourself for what happened... I think we've got it. All right, Schmitty, try it. Oh my God, Skipper. There's not going to be anyone alive in there, is there? Don't say that, Brady. Don't you dare say that. Let's go. Flashlights in first. Triage in first. Okay. Flashlights in second. It's Brady and Skipper. We're here to help. We're here to... Oh my god. All these children. Our children. They're all... All... Dead. Look at their stomachs. They didn't eat for weeks. They starved to death. Oh my god. Oh my god. Brady, we knew this might happen. We knew they might- What? Dead. What? Mrs. Chen. Mrs. Chen, our school marm. You're alive. They're alive. Skipper, she's right. I can still help these children. 
How many, Mrs. Chen? How many still alive? All of them. All of them? We had water leak in the cooling system. Enough. Just enough. She's right, Skipper. She's telling you the truth. Do you hear that, everyone? The children are alive. Mrs. Chen, how long since anyone in here ate? Don't know. Ran out of food on day 10. Lost track of time. What day is now? This is day 39 since the battle. That's... You need food. All of you. Everyone. These kids haven't eaten in a month. They're gonna need food. And a lot of it. I'll be donating my next four days of rations to help them get better. I need all of you to give what you can too. Here, here. I'll be out for five days. If I can help, take half my rations. You saved them all. It was more than I could do. You're a hero, Mrs. Chen. Forget heroism, Skipper. Just take me to my husband and my son. I only held on so I could see them again. Your husband? Yes. My husband. Mr. Chen. He's your... Oh my god. Oh no. No. Oh no. I'm sorry, Mrs. Chen. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. It's my fault. My fault. My fault. We chose this. A graceful end, we said. I had no right to hope. No right. My fault. My fault. Skipper! Control here! Not now. We're receiving a transmission that you probably want to hear. I'm piping it now through your location. SS Anvar. This is Captain Sharva Suresh of Federation Starship USS Excelsior, responding to your distress call. How can we be of assistance? Oh my god! The United Federation of Planets! My whole life I've heard stories. We're rescued! We're saved! Skipper, they're gonna need you up there now! Go get some food for these kids, Brady, and stop by the hold on your way. Tell them I'll be there in a little while. In a little while, maybe. Right, Skip. Federation. They'll be able to feed these two. I'm here, Mrs. Chen. I'm not going anywhere. I'm here. Dr. Sharp's been very wrapped up in her research, that's all. She feels responsible for what happened at Valandria. There's still ten people in wasting comas back at Starbase, after all. I'm sure she's just distracted. Distracted is when you forget an appointment. Compromised is when you forget the name of the person you were supposed to have it with. And that happened to you? Are you sure you're not just mad because Dr. Sharp's not listening to you complain anymore? We were friends. We are friends. And it wasn't just me. I've got reports from two other crew members telling the same story. Something's wrong with our doctor. Have you taken this to the captain? Yes. And? He... He said the same thing you did. Wasting research. It wouldn't be hard for you to prove your case, would it? We know from Ensign Hermes that anyone who's been compromised has a blue gill in the back of their necks. That's the thing. 
Dovan trusted me that far. We did check Melissa for the bluegill. We went over surveillance and found an engineering log from last Thursday. Dr. Shark lifted up her hair at a perfect moment. We got a clear look at her neck. It was clean. Yesterday, I bumped into her. I accidentally tripped and grabbed her neck to stabilize myself. Nothing. There was no gill. That sounds like proof to me. She's not under alien influence. She's just not spending as much time with you. Don't take it personally. I'm starting to wonder if you and Dovan have ever met Dr. Sharp. It's not her anymore. It's something else. Lieutenant Lorak. Lieutenant Yubari. Good morning. Bridge. Doctor, didn't you used to call everyone by their first names? Yes. I did. (laughs) But then the captain sat me down and told me about the regulations. And, you know, that was that. Aw, that Dovan. What a tyrant. He's not so bad. She's lying. Good timing, everyone. We're approaching the coordinates Captain Cortez gave us. The Anbar? Lords of Cobol, it had better be. I'm detecting a dark matter nebula just ahead. We're aware of it. The coordinates are just inside the outer boundary. Our sensors can't see inside. It looks like there's a low-level ion storm. That's why we ordered yellow alert. The storm doesn't look too bad. Shouldn't affect anything but long-range sensors and communications once we're inside. Good. We're gonna need long-range sensors in that nebula about as much as we need a cargo bay full of stolen cows. Which is... not very much. Right, sir? Not sure. I hear cattle rustling is quite lucrative these days. Ms. Yubari, correct me if I'm wrong. Didn't you discover this nebula? Back when she was undercover? Looking for Captain Cortez. Right. When she was using that great big super-secret sensor array mounted on our deflector. I hadn't thought... Well, now that you mention it, sir... Yes, sir. It's the same nebula. Those scans also picked up some unknown space stations. Nowhere near here, I hope. Lucky for us, no. They're a few days away. Too close for comfort, if you ask me. Hey, maybe they're friendly. You are an amazing optimist, Mr. Lorak. And you're a boundless cynic, Dovan. Undeniably true, Mr. Underwood. And it looks like I owe you a dinner, number one. What? We had a bet. And I just lost. What were the terms of the bet? I never kiss and tell, Commander. Take your station. Commander Neva, time to the nebula boundary. Fifteen seconds, sir. Engineering, drop out of warp in three, two, one. Throttle back to one-half impulse. Helm answering one-half impulse. Maintain yellow alert. Take us in. Yubari, I want a full scan as we cross the boundary. Lorak, helper. Dr. Sharp, are your teams ready? Yes, they are, Captain Dovan. Search, rescue, triage? If we're lucky. Stand by. 
What about me, Dovin? Sit tight, Underwood. You never know when I'll keel over. Oh, you meant for the mission. Uh, I suppose I might need you for some diplomacy or something. Being nice, not exactly my strong suit. Not really yours either, now that I think about it. I'll do what I can to help. Good of you. Penetrating the outer boundary now, sir. Scans. Hit it. Already am. Well, that's weird. Lorak, any warp signatures, life signs? Not yet, sir. Pretty thick nebula. Underwood? Come over here. Look at this. Sure. Why? That's huge! What bothers me is that it feels familiar somehow. What? I don't see it! Main sensors aren't getting it yet. It's the deflector pingback. There's a large mass out there, and I can't... Wait! Reading coming through now. I'm picking up... No. Is that... I think... Yes. Yes, it is... What? What are you talking about? Sir, sensors confirmed. It's the Borg. Jehoshaphat! Red alert! Shields up! Yubari quantum torpedoes, full spread! What range, sir? Fire at will! Needle, plot a defense firing vector fast along the diagonals. That's their blind spot. Number one. What are we facing here? Diamond sphere? Please tell me it's a sphere. It's a cube, sir. The same kind that attacked Starfleet at Wolf 359. Deadliest manifestation in the history of the galaxy. I know. I was there. Sorry, it's not better news. Let that be a lesson to you, you scurvy optimist. Yubari, I said fire at will, not fire at leisure. I'm doing my best, sir. Visual contact. On screen. Maker. Fire everything we have. Underwood, handle damage control. Neva, hide us somewhere. And Lorak. Oh, Alex, Lorak, please tell me you have a clever plan up that sleeve. There's only one plan against the Borg, sir. You run. I tend to agree with you, Bari, sir. But in this case, I have to wonder, why isn't the cube firing back? Wait. Not firing back? He's right, sir. I'm detecting zero power levels and no life signs on the cube. Heavy damage and decompression throughout its outer hull. It's dead, sir. Cease fire. The only thing more unsettling than a live Borg cube is a dead one. Why's that? Because you have to ask. Who killed it? Picking up more derelicts, sir. Throughout the nebula to the limits of sensor range. They're cubes, sir. Dead. Just like this one. How many Borg ships are in the nebula? All told, sir, over 9,000. All cubes. Other debris registering now. Smaller vessels. Unknown configuration. Lots. In much worse shape than the cubes. Pulverized, sir. On screen. There must be millions of them. Not quite. I'm showing about 150,000 alien starships destroyed. None of the smaller ships are Borg, sir. But I can't tell you anything more. It's a graveyard. A graveyard's gotta have somebody left to bury the bodies. Then it's a battlefield. Or at least it was. 
If so, they fought here a long time ago, Commander. This debris is decades old. But who are they? Who takes on 9,000 Borg cubes and wins? No one. It's impossible. Dr. Sharp's right. Not with 10,000 Starfleets could you win that battle. Are we dreaming again? What? Dr. Sharp? Is something wrong? Um, no. Sorry, Captain. We're awake. There's... Captain? Captain Jovan, look out! I'm going to kill you! I meant to say. What about the Anbar? Good point. Neva, what about the Anbar? I think I have it. Right where Captain Cortez said it'd be. Of course it is. Cortez 1, Brahms 0. Registry number confirmed, sir. After 79 years lost in space, the SS Anbar is adrift off our starboard bow. Intact? Intact. Well, kind of. To be continued. In that episode of Star Trek Excelsior, skipper Sam Cox was played by Elise Crowley. Chief of Triage Brady Winters was Vivian Chung. Tom Skolan was Carl Pluter. Mrs. Chin, Carla Bandera. Schmitty, Robert Thomas Hawk. And bar survivors, Gwendolyn Jensen Woodard and Stephen Haney. Narrator, Mike Hennessy. Executive produced and written for audio by James Haney. Co-produced by Mike Hennessy. Consulting producer, Carla Bandera. Post-production by Gary Colbaum, James Magana, Mike Hennessy, and Andy Thompson. Original music by Samuel Gillis. Artwork by Caitlin Pereira and Nigel Kerr. Additional credits are available at StarshipExcelsior.com. Special thanks to Michael Hudson, Baxter Turnham, Emily Potter, Michael Blaze, the Excelsior role-playing game, and Gene Roddenberry. No infringement is intended against Star Trek, which remains the property of CBS Paramount Television. Next time on Star Trek Excelsior, the crew goes toe-to-toe with the Infestation. The nail-biting second act of the Anbar Trilogy arrives in December 2010. This has been an Excelsior production.